Friends, I'm so glad you tuned in today. Uh, it, it's so sad that we cannot meet with you personally, but we are feeling that we are meeting with you personally. Uh, I want to encourage you that if you've got comments, if you like what we're saying, uh, just to put a, uh, some, a note there or in the comment box and see the YouTubers are a little bit quiet, but we want to encourage you to really get involved and, and share with us what God is saying as you listen to the sermon today as well. Last week, I spoke to you about the importance of having the Word of God supreme extremely over what social media is saying. And I hope some of you have uh, declined some of these social media posts this last week and listened much more to the Word of God. I have been so encouraged by God's Word uh, this week. It is our strength. It is where we find our encouragement from. So today I want to speak to you about a subject that may be a little bit sensitive, uh, but I want to try and bring it as in a balanced way to you today. I want to speak to you about the Bible versus modern day prophets or prophecies. The Bible versus modern day prophets or prophecies. I know exactly what some of you are thinking. That, oh, now these conservative roots are going to come out and he's going to tell us that it's not biblical, that we must leave it, that all of them are, are condemned and so on. That's not what I'm saying. Let me emphasize right from the beginning of my talk here today. I want to make it clear that I believe in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe that God has given those gifts and there are examples in the New Testament. I'll take you to some of them today as well where there were prophets and they prophesied. I believe in the gift of prophecy. I believe it's still here for us today. But with it comes a concern that I believe Jesus had as well. As we're living in the last days, a concern of the abuse of the prophetic. In a way that is the rise of the prophetic, but I also need to tell you that there needs to be a concern about the abuse of the prophetic in the times that we are living in. I am concerned, I am deeply concerned that many of us are relying more on a prophetic word going online and all over the place, going, relying more on the prophets or the prophetic words than what we are uh, relying on the Holy Spirit that lives in us and the ability through him to interpret God's word and to hear God speak to us as well. And there must be a balance. So let me, let me take you some, to some examples of the gift of prophecy in the Bible. Because I want you to know that it is in the Bible. It is especially in the New Testament as well. And I don't believe that it has ceased. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that a number of times to you as well. There's John the Baptist who spoke about the coming of the Messiah. There's Anna the prophet who prophesied about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ right before he came. But then after Jesus ascended to the heaven, there's also examples of Agabus. In Acts chapter 11, who prophesied about a famine, and it happened. There's in Acts chapter 13, it says, Now the church in Antioch was, uh, were together, and there were prophets and teachers among them. And it doesn't say who the prophets were and who the teachers were, but it says there were prophets and teachers among them. Then in Acts chapter 15, it speaks about Judas and Silas, and they are called prophets. And you can go and read those references. Then again, in Acts chapter 21, Agabus appears and he is prophesying again about a suffering that was going to come. Then we learn in Acts chapter 21 as well, there was a man, Philip, an evangelist, and he had four virgin daughters who prophesied. So definitely in the book of Acts, there is references to people prophesying, references to prophets. 
All right? So uh, let's answer a very important question today. Some of you may say, well, Rulof, God has spoken. Is he still speaking today? Now let me take you to the Bible. And this is where I, I really believe that the Bible, the Word of God, is the authoritative letter to you and me where God does speak and the Holy Spirit takes it and illuminates it. And there's no extra revelation. But let me, what I do believe is that God illuminates but sometimes, His Word, but sometimes God speaks prophetic words and I will highlight both those scriptures as well. Listen to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. It says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many, in many ways in many, at many different times. But in the last day, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things and through whom, whom He also made the universe. And now some of us use that verse and say, Rulof, therefore... There is no need for prophecies anymore. There is no need for prophets anymore because now he has spoken through his word to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's obviously truth in it that God has spoken to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the authority. This is the word of God. And anything that anybody says, whatever title we want to have, that doesn't line up with this book should be deleted in our memory and in our hearts. But now listen, if you think that is all, this is it, then let me take you to Acts chapter 2 verse 17, where it says, and it shall be in the last days, God says, that's Joel and repeated in the book of Acts, that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. That happened at Pentecost, didn't it? And it's now continuously happening to you and me as well. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. And your young men will see visions. That is divinely prompted visions. And your old men will dream divinely prompted dreams. That's what it says in the book of Acts. And I don't believe that is any time where the Bible says that ceased at the end of the apostolic age. There is no proof in the Bible of that. I feel compelled, though, to warn you today against false prophets and false prophecies because they are rife today in the age that we are living in. And I'm not surprised because I'll take you back to the scripture where Jesus warned us that that was, was going to happen in the last days. And as I warn you today against false prophets and prophecies, I in the same breath encourage you to prophesy. And it's not a contradictory in terms, and you will hear me say that, as, as Jesus speaks out and warns us against false prophecies. So the same Bible says in the last days, Young men, young women, people will prophesy. Speak forth the word of God. So there's the tension here. Warning against false prophets and prophecies and an encouragement to speak forth the word of God. What is prophecy? I think that's a good question to answer this morning. And this is a vast topic, my friends. We can sit here for days speaking about prophecy, the gift of prophecy, Old Testament prophets, and so on as well. You see, the, the Greek word propheteia basically is an amalgamation of two words. The word pro means forth, and the word pemi means 
Ofemi means to speak. In other words, therefore, if you combine those two words, it means to speak forth. So the Vine's Bible dictionary says prophecy or to prophesy or prophesying is the speaking forth of the mind and the counsel of God. To speaking forth the mind and the counsel of God. Now let me, let me take you to the um, illustrated Oxford Dictionary and tell you what they say. It says that a prophet is a teacher or an interpreter of the supposed will of God. That's the Oxford Dictionary, obviously. A person who foretells events. A person who advocates or speaks innovatively for a cause. My dear friend, in the New Testament, a person who prophesies is one who recognizes the heart of God in a situation and expresses the heart of God to other people. And the apostle is writing the following things. And I want you to follow me in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 14, verse 3 to 4. Everyone who prophesies, underline it, circle it, color it in, in your Bible. Everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening. Another translation says for their encouragement and their comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. John Wimber gives us insight. And he says this, prophecy is the declaring the message of God to his church for the purpose of edification. It is not a skill. It is not an aptitude. It is not a talent. It is the actual speaking forth of the words given by the Holy Spirit in a particular uh, situation and ceases when the words given by the Spirit cease. This may be in poetic form or even in a song. Derek Prince says this, the gift of prophecy is the supernaturally imparted ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and to speak God's mind or counsel. Prophecy ministers not only to the assembly and the, or a large group of people, he says, but also to individuals. David Pythos says this, the gift of prophecy is the special ability that God gives to the members of the body of Christ to receive and communicate an immediate message of God to his gathered people, a group among them, or anyone of his people individually through a divinely anointed utterance. God, gift. God speaking, a revelation of God's voice, of God's intention for somebody uh, through a prophetic message. My dear friend, the reality is this, that when you study the New Testament, it does give us guidelines, but there is not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to prophets or prophecies as well. Every prophet is called to do something different. Every prophet communicates that message different. When you go to the Old Testament, there's some of the prophets that communicated their message in ways that I hope God never asked me to do. Every prophet is inspired, ordained by God, or not everyone, but the ones that are ordained by God, the ones that speak about God of things, powerful things to come, either in an individual's life 
or in a church's life or in in a nation's life is divinely anointed and speaks divinely anointed utterances. When you hear the word prophet, what comes to mind? I think, to be honest with you, some really negative things come to mind for some of us. And we immediately think of some of the prophets that we have known or heard of who have said things and, 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 and all kinds of stuff and are coming to some of the things that, that we, we need to know about false prophets as well. But what comes to mind is this, this mystical person revealing mystical things. You know, in the Old Testament, a prophet uh, most of the time was a man or a woman who understood how God worked in the past and therefore could interpret how that same God, whose character the prophet also knew, with whom he had a relationship with, the same prophet could therefore also interpret how God would act in the present and would speak often those things as well. A prophet knew God. A prophet knew God's word. A prophet knew how to interpret the word of God as well. You see, the word prophet is probably not something that we will easily use, and I hope we don't use it lightly. And it's better to actually not use it. It's better to actually not say so-and-so is a prophet or I am a prophet. It's just better to do it and to trust God that he will speak forth his word to you as well. You see, you and I can come across numerous stories of everyday people People who are rich, people who are poor, people who are young, people who are old, people who are men, people who are are, are women, people who are charismatic, people who are shy, who are called by God even today to speak forth and to serve as prophets. A prophet, my uh, my friend, is a person who is inspired by God to speak. It is inspired by God to speak. It is he or she whom God uses with a gift to inspire, to correct sometimes, to give words of wisdom, words of knowledge into a person's life and to lead. And their God-led influences has accomplished amazing things even after the apostolic age in the lives of the church throughout history. You see, most dictionaries agree that a prophet is a person who receives a divine message and speaks to other human beings on behalf of that deity. It is like being the spokesman or the spokeswoman of God. It is like telling people about the heart of God for them individually or as a group or as a nation as well. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, Jeremiah says. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. Listen, a prophetic job is not all the smooth, nice little things that a person said. Here it is. I have said you to root up, to pull down, to destroy, to uh, throw down, to build and to plant as well. There's positive and negative. A prophet is not only person who speaks nice things and gives you these encouragement things, although that is part of the prophetic messages today as well, but it def- definitely addresses sin in our lives as well. You see, the word prophet has not got the connotation that the dictionary gives us of a seer, an astrologer, a fortune teller, a soothsayer, or even a witch. You read some dictionaries giving us 
explanations that that is what the word means. It is not this eerie kind of thing. There's nothing strange about a prophet. It is only a, a person who hears the voice of God for a specific personal situation and speaks that. In fact, God tells us very clearly that he forbids sorcery and divination. He forbids that. The definition of a prophet is very simple. But the significance is very powerful, the significance of their work. Now, let, let me just emphasize, and then I want to go quickly on to some of the stuff that we've got to be aware of. There is no prototype for the word prophet or a prophet. There's not a, a, a look-alike. We've all got to be and look the same way. There are all different types of people who God uses. Men and women, like I said, poor and rich, people from all kinds of backgrounds have been used by God at different times. Samuel worked in the temple and prophesied. Jeremiah had a difficult job and spoke to people who did not want to hear the, the word of God. Uh, Ezra was an Israelite scribe. Deborah was a judge. Balaam was a very interesting man. And eventually he didn't want to listen to God, and God called a donkey to speak to him as well. You see, some prophets receive visions. Some prophets actually perform miracles. Some prophets prophesy about the future. Now I want to talk to you a little bit, and here's a word of warning before we end again, maybe on a positive note, is that there are bad prophets, folks. There were bad, bad prophets in Bible times, throughout history, and today. The difficulty is how do we discern it? You see, when Jesus was crucified, shortly before he was crucified, he spoke directly to his disciples about the prophecies and specifically about the events at his second coming, at the end of the age, at the closing of this time, and he, at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ to earth. And he warns us, listen to Matthew 24, verse 4 to 5, 11, uh, 23 to 25. And I just summarize it. Jesus basically says this, take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. Then if anyone says to you, look there is the Christ or there, do not believe it. And then he goes on in those verses to say, for false Christ and false prophets, false saviors, and false prophets, false miracle workers, and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders from, uh, uh, to deceive, if possible, even the elect. If possible, even the elect will be deceived. See, I have told you this beforehand. You see, my dear friend, the Lord emphasizes the fact that false prophecies and false prophets and false Christ will rise up in the last days and even perform signs and wonders and miracles. And it will be done in such a way that some of the elect may even be deceived. In other words, some who are walking faithfully with God will look at some of this stuff and even those will have the chance to be deceived as well. Oh, my friend, with a one voice, with a one hand, I'm waving at you and say, be careful. On the other hand, I'm saying it, do it. And somehow we've got to reach the biblical foundations, the biblical way of doing prophecy in the times that we're living in. We've got to learn to discern between the good and the bad prophecy and prophetic as well. 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Hold on. You see, if a prophet then speaks forth the word of God, who does a false prophet speak on behalf? Who does a false prophet even do signs and wonders and miracles for? In whose name? Obviously, of Satan. That's why the test of the prophet is so important. He says, test all things. Beloved, in 1 John 4 verse 1, do not believe every spirit, but test every spirit to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into this world. In Matthew chapter 6, 7, 16 to 17, you will recognize them by their fruit. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Let me highlight some of the signs, and there might be more. But some of the things that I wrote down for you and me, like eight or nine things, and I want to go through them quickly for time's sake as well. But false prophets, how do you recognize a false prophet? Listen who they speak about most. That's That's how we discern. Listen who they speak about most. Themselves, their ministry, the gifts, the actual receiver even, Or are they speaking most about the giver? Are they bringing glory to God and Jesus? If you cannot hear that as the overall umbrella of the prophetic ministry that they are involved in, take a line through it because it's going to go sour. It's going to go bad. Who do they speak about, number one? Number two, it should always be in line with what is already written. If it contradicts what is already written, just put a line through it. Put it behind you. You see, the sad thing is, my dear friend, the Bible says in the last days we will be sucked up into this kind of teaching and it will deceive us. It says for the time will come when most of us, when many of us will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, our flesh with itching ears, we'll listen to a gospel that will suit us as well. So watch that it's not contradicted to the word of God. Watch the doctrine itself. It is so important. You see, prophecies should never add to the Scriptures because this is the guideline. I want want to tell you something that if, if they do make predictions, they better come to pass because in Jeremiah chapter 28 verse 9 and Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 22, it says that. And I'll read one of those verses later to you. It better come to pass if they make predictions. I want to sadly say to you, and I believe in the prophetic, I do, but I've heard prophecies in my life, and many of them have not come to pass. Therefore, my friends, should we stop prophesying or believing in the prophets because of that? No, but we should seek the truth in it. That is my encouragement. You see, the next thing here, the first thing is, prophecies often point out the sins of people and tell them how to change. That's what the prophets often did. Our words of encouragement are different. Words of wisdom are different. But often the prophetic was used to bring God's people back into line with truth and with the word of God. The sixth thing, how you recognize a false prophecy is that whatever they prophesy must never contradict that Jesus is the Son of God and the only Savior on this earth. I think that that goes for itself. Jesus is the Son of God and the only Savior. The seventh thing I think that is important when it comes to a prophet is what kind of fruit do you see in their lives? 
They ask some people, what do they think a prophet should look like or speak about? And one of the things that a person says, a prophet should be loving. And I hear some of the prophetic ministries and some of the harsh ways in which they deal with God's people. And I think, man, the fruit is speaking here. And I know we're just human beings that from time to time will fall. But let me tell you, the Bible says false prophets will eventually show their evil works. My friend, I'm warning you, do not just follow, discern, but do not write off as well, discern. The next thing here about a false prophet is, and I want you to hear me very clearly today, a false prophet does it for personal gain. A false prophet, my friend, will profit out of it. A false prophet, my dear friend, in my humble view, will become super rich. And I don't believe it is the will of God according to the word of God. I believe that the Bible says those who teach the word of God are worthy of double honor. I believe it is actually in the context of financial honor so that they will be free from the concerns of the word. But when I hear money, 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 money all the time, and when I see all this opulence of a prophet or a priest or a, pro a teacher or any, then my mind goes a big question mark. There's a big question mark in my mind about the validity of that prophet or its ministry. Now listen again. Deuteronomy says this. It says this. If anyone does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name, I myself will call him to account. That's the one side. And I'm encouraging you, listen. When God speaks, open your heart, open your mind. Check it out with the word of God. Ask the Holy Spirit to confirm it. You Put it in your heart. Leave it on the shelf sometimes, we used to say to people, until it happens. Believe it with all your heart, but leave it on the shelf. He says, I will call you to account if you don't listen to my prophets. But then it goes on. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name, anything I have not commanded him to say, or a prophet who speaks in my name of other gods must be put to death. You see how God deals with prophetic, or prophetic words? He says, don't despise it. But he says, prophet, you be careful because I will sort you out if you prophesy falsely. Can there still be prophets today? I'm running out of time, but I've got to say this to you. Can there still be prophets today? And I want to encourage this on a positive note today. Absolutely yes. Theologians differ on it, but I see this in the Bible. I believe that, you know what some people say, but we have Jesus and the Word of God. Jesus is our mediator, and this is the letter to us. And I believe in that. A prophet is not my mediator. A prophet is not the final authority and the final voice of God. Jesus is. But let me tell you, God uses the mouthpieces. Otherwise, we should not preach as well. Jesus uses a mouthpiece to speak to the heart of people. Like I'm speaking to you today, I believe I'm prophesying over your life. And I'll give you a one-line prophecy at the end of my sermon today. So yes, I believe. I believe that is still real for today. Otherwise, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 to 18, it wouldn't say in the last days, God says. Not Paul says, God says. Not Rulof says, God says. I will pour out my spirit on all people and your sons and daughters will prophesy. May real prophets, biblical prophets rise up and speak the word of God. 
A prophet may look different to what he used to live, may use different different messages, can use the internet, can use all that stuff if they want to. But let me tell you, the definition remains the same. Someone who receives a message from God and tells the intended audience or person that message. So prophecy exists. Ephesians 4.11, so Christ gave himself. Christ gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Why do we pick some and leave others out when it's in the same sentence? First Corinthians, and God has appointed these in the church. Apostles, prophets, teachers, workers of miracles, gifts of healing, helps of ministry. God has appointed this. Why do we want to eliminate some and say that they don't exist? In First Corinthians 12, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one to profit all. To one through the Spirit, the gift of prophecy. First Corinthians 14.3, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, courage, and comfort. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who speaks a prophecy edifies the church. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, Do not treat prophecy with contempt. Do not despise prophecies. That's what the Bible says. But most important, I want to close today by saying, my friend, we need to turn back to the Word of God. Because so often, and many of us have closed this book and have opened the door to prophets. And we should listen and should discern who's speaking to us in the times that we're living in. And I believe there are great prophets in the times that we're living in. But we should come back to this Bible. Because I'm telling you, some of us have closed the book. And we're listening to the internet. Some of us have closed this book and we're listening to the prophets. And some of them are the prophets in inverted commas. Christ is my mediator. The Holy Spirit eliminates the word of God and speaks to me as well. The Holy Spirit lives in me. He guides me. He speaks to me. Jesus speaks to me individually, you individually, through his word and through his spirit. The ultimate test of the prophecy is does it align with the word of God? Is the prophet's fruit according to the word of God? And I mentioned some of those fruit as well. Or are they milking you and me and stealing from us? where it should be going to those in need. Let me give you the prophetic word for today. Return to my word, says God. You expected much more than that, didn't you? This has been on my heart for a while. God says, church, return. Return to my word. Why is God saying that? Man, it will save a lot of pain, a lot of falling away if we return to what God says. So if the prophet's words do not line up with this word, it should be deleted. Speak the word of God. Speak words of wisdom. Speak words of encouragement. Words of knowledge. But make sure it is from the heart of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are, even in our times, have given us the fivefold ministry, people who are prophets, some who are teachers, some who are evangelists, some who are apostles, some who are pastors. And thank you that it's not possible, I believe, that all of us will have all those five. We will explode and we will not be able to handle it. 
So I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you are still speaking. But I thank you that your word is still our foundation. And I pray that you would help us to discern as people of God. Help us to discern, Lord, the truth and what is false. The words that are spoken over our lives that we maybe need to say, I erase that today in Jesus' name. Or maybe the words that we need to say, I will act on them in Jesus' name. Give us the discernment by your spirit. In the end, you are the source. And we want to turn to you.